Hello and welcome to the Scriptures Are Real podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about things that have made the scriptures become very real to us because we think there's real power in the scriptures. I'm your host, Kerry Mielstein, and we have a very special guest with us today because this is our special Easter week uh, podcast where the things we study for Come Follow Me this week are all uh, centered on an Easter theme. And I feel so blessed and so privileged to live in the same ward with uh, Melanie and Roger Hoffman, who I have been able to learn are the epitome of what it means to be a Christian, just the best people ever. And uh, I'm especially uh, excited to talk to Melanie today, who is the, and you'll have to tell me if I say this correctly, but composer and writer of the lyrics. I don't know what the right terminology is for the, the primary song, Gethsemane, which is a song that uh, has really deeply touched my family and uh, we are in love with, and, and the, the lyrics to it I find are so powerful. So, uh, so welcome, Melanie. Well, thank you. And is it okay that I say that you are also, I'm privileged to have you as our bishop. So, uh, uh, very. Well, uh, you, 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 you say that now, just uh, at some point you'll say, you'll, you'll, you'll curse to get that day. But anyway, um, no. but uh, anyway, uh, Melanie, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, Roger and I have been in the music business for about, well, as long as we've been married, which is a long time, 40 years. <laughs> and very early in our marriage, we decided that we were going to go, um, we were going to leave our regular employment and uh, start to write music to build the kingdom. So that was kind of a, a mighty leap of faith, and it's been an exciting journey ever since. And so that's what we've been doing. We have a home studio, and we write music. Ah, so you, you are someone who actually did quit your day job. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's worked out. And uh, the church has been blessed by some of the wonderful things that you've produced. I know I have uh, some of your albums and uh, it's what we listen to in the morning as we're getting ready and, and getting ready for scripture study and listen, doing our scripture study and it blesses our lives. So thank you for that. Uh, so what are, I mean, I don't even know how I guess you just uh, record there in your home and uh, you compose there in your home and everything else. Well, we compose wherever it can, wherever it works. I mean, usually from the time I was started writing, I was a young mom and had, you know, three little, three little, and then four little kids. And so I had to write in the car, taking kids places. I had to write while I was doing the dishes. I had to write while I was cutting hair. It just, that's kind of how I had to build it into my life. And it was wonderful because I was writing for kids. So that was very helpful. I wrote, I had to write just as I was working with the children and being with the children because I, I was a stay at home mom. And so it was, it worked out beautifully because I wove it into our lives. And then I got to have the insights of children right with me. And that's who I was writing for. So it worked out beautifully. Uh, that's perfect. So uh, you, you could almost say you were a stay in the studio mom then, I yes. guess. Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's great. And uh, yeah, you, you write wonderful things. I mean, for all ages, but especially for children and uh, I love to write for children. I really do. I just, they're, they're, the world is wide open for children and you can do a lot of different styles. And I just really love that. Uh, and I cannot, you know, since I've had plenty of children in primary, I've said this in, in lots of, uh, you know, I've been a counselor in Bishop Bricker Branch Presidency three times and 
now bishops so i've extended lots of callings to people in the primary and i've always told them and i 100 percent mean it that primary is where besides the home primary is probably the most important place where the gospel is taught and i think that the songs are where we learn our doctrine and gain testimony as much as almost any place else other than on mom's knee right so i I think it's so important. So we're blessed for having you. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you. Well, here on this Easter week, I thought it would be wonderful if you could just share a little bit with us of the story of how that song Gethsemane came about. Um, a few years ago, I had the opportunity to write an album, uh, 15 songs about the Savior's life. And uh, it started with his birth and ended with his resurrection. And that was the most remarkable writing experience I've ever had. I just, mm -hmm. I delved into the scriptures and just really, it was an amazing experience. And so we did store, different stories, different episodes of the Savior's life. And the one that I was most worried about was about the atonement, about Gethsemane mm -hmm. and Calvary and how we were going to talk to children about that. And I really didn't, I thought, well, maybe we'll take a, a sacrament song and we'll, you know, make it just, maybe there is a green hill far away. Maybe we'll just do that because I just didn't really know how to address that, that particular subject. And one day we were up in the mountains. Well, that when you said you could write anywhere, um, yeah. mountains are wonderful to write in. And we had been up working on another song on, on the loaves and fishes song. And I had finished that one and we were driving down the Canyon and the words came into my mind, Gethsemane, Jesus loves me. And I just, I was, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Oh my word, there is a song. He does have a song for children about this. And um, I went home and sat down at the kitchen table. I was just so excited. And as I've said to different people, it doesn't always happen this way. Songwriting is really difficult lots and lots of times, but sometimes it is just a pure and holy gift that's given to you. And that's how Gethsemane was. I sat down at the table and wrote as fast as I could and um, the, developed it. And then I got to the bridge, which is the hardest thing that ever was done, the greatest pain that ever was known, the biggest battle that ever was won. This was done by Jesus. The fight was won by Jesus. And every phrase, every sentence that I kept writing, I just was just welling up inside me this incredible energy and that this song was coming. And it was so simple. It was so profoundly simple that I knew children would get it. So I um, it was it was a real amazing, wonderful experience. And it was interesting because it it didn't take off right away, um, which often happens. But slowly and surely, it kind of got out into the out into the primaries and and went from there. And children responded to it. I think most of all because they know their savior. And it, is sim it says it simply, and it's really the whole essence of the atonement is that he did it for love. He did it because he loved us. That was wow. his highest motivation. So anyway, it was, a, it was an amazing experience to write it. Well, to receive. <laughs> That's fantastic. So when, when was it? Like, I, I guess I will have to plead ignorance that uh, I thought that when it suddenly was everywhere was when it had, was first released. But I am learning now that that's not the case. When, so when did this happen? Um, well, it just kind of the, the beauty and wonder of the internet. Um, yeah. some, some people started to use it. I, someone found it. Um, Jenny Phillips 
recorded it and she put it on her website. And then someone made a, took the, the, the music and the song from the album and made a little video for an Institute uh, experience mm. they were going to have. And it got on YouTube and then it just kind of started to the groundswell. It just started to go and, but it, it took some time. And then um, it wasn't really until 2016 that it was, it was really, and it was written in 2007. So it's, that's, it's, that's what I was wondering. Wow. 2007. Yeah. Cause I was thinking that the first time I heard it was maybe 2012 or 13, somewhere in there. Yeah. It, well, it, probably yeah. 14, 2014 is when I first heard it. Yeah. And, uh, Absolutely fell in love with it. So that that's now, you know, when I take groups to uh, Jerusalem, we would go to the Garden of Gethsemane. I used to kind of stew over, well, what are the best songs to sing? And there are so many good ones to choose from. But now that's always the one. And it's the one that everyone is riveted by and, and gets into. And uh, it's, the, it's the perfect song for it. Well, and we were there in 1997. We had a chance to go to... Um go to on to israel on a tour and roger was singing the part of the savior in a production that was done at the at the jerusalem center and then we got to tour and i just remember being so so touched by being in gethsemane and walking up the hill and and that all that all those feelings and all that stuff came out in the song you know because i had been there and just remembered and anyway yeah it's I, I thought I'd love to have been, I'd love to have written it when I was there, so I could have sung it there. <laughs> but yeah. I'm glad other people are singing it. Well, I, I, my my children and my students have sung that song there, uh, oh, and uh, we have thought of you while we've uh, sung it there. <laughs> Obviously, we think of Christ too, but we've right. thought of you while we've sung it there. But uh, so. Uh, I, I have to say one of the things, uh, there are so many things I love about the song, but one of the things I love about the song, and uh, this is a, uh, just something that in a podcast that will have been released last week when this is released, but actually I haven't recorded it yet. I'm recording it tomorrow, but I know what I'm going to talk about. So, um, and it's this idea that uh, we need to understand the Savior uh, kind of in a well-rounded way, uh, where I find so often that uh, children are only focusing on the Savior as their friend and someone who loves them, which is absolutely important, but they forget some of the other parts. So, for example, the, the, the chorus and the bridge together are so powerful to me. You know, this Gethsemane, Jesus loves me. But then, as you said, uh, you know, the, the, the hardest fight, the, the battle was won, this was done by Jesus, right? He, he he did it because he loves us, but this was a battle oh. and he did fight it and he did win it. And I, I think it's so important for us to understand what was at stake and, and what he, and the battle he fought and how he won that battle. I, I, and I love that you are teaching children both sides of the savior, this uh, compassionate, but also, uh, willing to fight battles for us, um, Savior, that actually gives him the ability to save. And uh, I, I, it's all in the song in a beautiful and touching way. I think it's it's so fantastic. Well, thank you. I hadn't really thought about that. The fact that, I mean, I that children do need to know that he is his power and yeah. his strength and, and most of all, his willingness yes. that he, to descend below all things and then to go from Gethsemane 
to Calvary where it was all culminated. You know, it's just, yeah, it was, the, it was the most amazing thing that ever happened on the face of the earth, the hardest thing that ever happened. And I had never heard those words put together until they came to me that day, you know, and it was just so, so profound. Yeah. And, and it came to you and then you've conveyed it to us in a very profound way, I think. And, you know, this was done by Jesus. The fight was won. Isn't that, I may not be quoting it right, but the fight yeah, was won are. by Jesus. Yeah. The last. Uh, yeah. I just love, I mean, even just that line, this was done by Jesus. And, and it just, it, it, there's a power to it. Like he did it right. This hardest thing, it was done by Jesus. And, and it really was done. And there's a testimony, a, a powerful testimony born in the singing of it. That's just so, so beautiful. Uh, and, and at the same time, the acknowledging of the fact that he loves us. So I, I, I used to, I still do it a little bit with my kids, but they aren't so fond of it now that they're, they're not little, but when they were little, they, they loved it. I'd always say, so who does daddy love? And it's because I, I wanted them to answer for them to say, you love me, right? It's good for them to hear me say that I love them. But I always thought it was powerful for them to, to say it out loud. Well, yes, you love me because that affirms it in their mind. And you do that with that song when they, they say, Jesus loves me. Uh, and they tie it to Gethsemane. They are affirming both that they're loved by Jesus and the greatest expression of that love. Uh, and and whether they realize it or not, what you're helping them do there is really powerful. I just it's so beautiful to me. So. Well, thank you. That's really well put. <laughs> I can see why you do these podcasts. <laughs> uh, well, uh, it, and I and I I guess I mean, as you say, it. it I I like to think of it as being you, but I also know it, it came through you, right? That you were uh, an able and willing vessel, and that yeah. makes it all the better. Well, and it those kind of things, when they come, they're just so, the simplicity and beauty and power of them, we can't come up with that. Yeah. We just, we just, you know, humbly receive and are just so grateful that, that it came. Yeah. Thank goodness the Lord can use us all. Yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Our yeah. imperfections. Yes. <laughs> I've actually had uh, experiences where I was in, uh, sometimes in our gospel doctrine class, and it's happened to me elsewhere, where someone has, has read something of thought, wow, that's really good. Whoever said that was really inspired. And then they'll say it was me. And I was like, oh, I, 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 that wasn't me, uh, right? I don't, I don't, I, that didn't come out of me. I know that wasn't me. That, that, that was someone else that, uh, right. thank goodness I could be used. But that, that really wasn't me. That blew me away when I heard it just now. And uh, so, yeah, that was, that was someone else. But That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I, 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 I mean, knowing you, I know that, there's a reason it came through you. And as you said, it, it was the result of preparation in terms of working on this whole project for a long time. But it's funny how when you are in states of preparation, uh, the Lord can use you to do things that you weren't expecting. It's true. It's really true. When you talked about um, that Jesus did, you know, won the fight. When we went to Israel, I was... I wasn't prepared really to go to Israel. I just didn't know how to exactly how to prepare, but I was very excited. And I thought something, you know, massive will happen because I'm there. I mean, it's such an amazing place. And, and I didn't know really what to expect, but as we were touching down, I turned 40 
um, as we were coming down. I mean, we were in Belgium, I turned 40, and then we landed in Jerusalem. So that was kind of an exciting birthday. But yeah. as we touched down on on that ground in, in Israel, I was just overcome with this excitement and this joy. And it was not what I expected, but it was, I did it. I did it for you. And, and it's done. It's all done. You just have to now accept it, which yeah. is why I put the, at the end, which I think is the most important thing in the song is um, he gives his gift to me from Gethsemane, meaning that he's already he's he's done it. It's there and it's our gift, but it's our our responsibility, our privilege to receive it from him. And that's what I felt. And then it was 10 years later that I wrote the wrote the project. But I remembered when you said that, I thought, oh, I remember touching down in Israel and just going, there's yeah. it, he did. He did it. And, and I love that perspective that, that it's already done. I've done this now. Just please take advantage of it. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, are there any other uh, elements of that project or uh, the, the the songs about Calvary or anything like that on an Easter week that uh, that you'd like to share with us? Um, the one about about um, being on Calvary, it was an interesting song that came, and I actually I loved how it came because it was um, I wrote it from all the different perspectives, like the earth's perspective, the people who loved him, the people who hated him, and and the reason he did it. And it's called The Day Jesus Died. And so that's the, that's the next song on the album about um, after Gethsemane. And it's, uh, again, it reiterates, but Jesus had come here to do this hard thing. I can't remember the line. <laughs> he gave up his life. In anguish and strife, and on love he relied the day that he died. And, wow. um, yeah, that one, I really love that because I love all the different, the idea of all the different perspectives of all the different, and the earth itself feeling the sorrow and and everything that happened, you know, on that momentous day. But it was love again. That's why he finished it for us. Wow. So powerful. And you're right, that the groaning of the earth and the, yeah. Uh, the rending of the veil and uh, everything culminating. I, I, and I understand exactly what, uh, at least I think I do, what you mean when you're thinking, well, I don't, I don't know how to do that one, right? I don't know how to do that song. I have to say that um, whenever I am in teaching Book of Mormon or New Testament or anything where we're getting to a lesson on the atonement, I both love and dread it because I love it and I love to teach it and I love to testify of it. And at the same time, I don't feel like there's any way I can ever do it the justice it deserves. Exactly. There's no way I can describe this. There's no way I can, I, I mean, I don't understand it as much as I'd like to, and I don't know how to convey it as well as I understand it. And I don't appreciate it as much as I know I should, but I don't know how to convey the depth of what I do appreciate about it. And and so on and so on. So you, yeah, you just feel like you're such an un, uh, not only I mean a little bit unworthy, but unable, unable vessel yeah. for talking about that sacrifice, about Christ's atoning sacrifice. It's just so beyond 
what we can describe. And thank goodness that sometimes the Lord speaks through us as he did through you in those songs, because I feel like he, he wanted us to hear the words that you've given us. Yeah, I think, I think so. I think we all need to hold on to that. I, we've had some experiences of people telling us different things, different experiences with Gethsemane and a lot of death, a lot of people who have had people um, pass away and sickness and sorrow and little children that had to suffer so much. And, and I think that, as you were saying, you just don't know how to, but I think the spirit will, will and does come and witness through the things that we do. It's not just the song, but it's the spirit that accompanies it that witnesses and brings that beautiful peace and comfort to those who have, you know, have need. And that's the beautiful thing, right? That uh, as incapable as we are of understanding the atonement or the atoning sacrifice of Christ and, and so on, the spirit understands and the spirit conveys it to us. And, and uh, so I, I believe that the spirit conveyed to you those ideas and then when I hear the song, the spirit can can reconvey to me the the same thoughts, feelings, and ideas that you had. Even as amazing as the song is, it's not capable of conveying it as perfectly as the spirit does. But it's the vehicle right. that then allows the spirit to come to me and help me feel and understand those same things, which uh, is what the scriptures do as well. And we know that really the, the songs can be uh, both prayers and scriptures and so on. Uh, if the spirit is with us as we do it, and I, I believe that's the case here. I, and I, uh, anyway, music is one of the ways. And I'm a. Let's just be clear. I am an absolutely terrible singer. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I sound good inside my head, but people tell me I don't sound good. And when I hear recordings of myself, I'm like, well, that's not what I sound like when I sing inside my head. But that does sound bad. But anyway, um, but still, for me, songs are. Uh, probably the only time when I feel like I'm really conveying the depth of my love to the Lord and my appreciation are during songs and on the rare occasional desperate prayer, uh, <laughs> the heartfelt anguish prayer when, uh, you know, the, those, those kinds of things are, uh, probably the only times where I feel like the, the strength of my feelings really comes through. Matches so thank you for feeling. helping us give voice to those feelings. I think you give voice to the Lord, but as we sing the song, it also helps us to give voice to our feelings about Gethsemane and Christ's atoning sacrifice. Thank you for that. Oh, well, thank you for letting me talk about it today. <laughs> Well, where can people like, uh, I'm not uh, familiar with the Calvary song and now I want to uh, hear it. So where, where can people learn more about this? Um, let's see. It's it's on Amazon, right, Roger? Yeah. Roger's sitting here with me. It's on Amazon Music. You can yeah. find it. It's called Stories of Jesus. Um, that okay. You can find it there. And it is in some um, bookstores. Mostly it's online. And you can find so it. Do you have a website that people could go to? Yes, uh, hoffmanhouse.com is where we have everything that people can't find anywhere else. We still have it, of course, because it's our songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. You can so like uh, Lilies of the Field and all those songs are available there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Hoffmanhouse.com. H-O-F-F-M-A-N house.com. Right. All right. right. I'll be going right there. Uh, like I said, uh, uh, your songs have made many uh, a good morning in the Mulestein household. So well, it's a uh, great household uh, to be in. Uh, <laughs> I love well, your family. <laughs> uh, you're you're kind. Well, uh, my my wife does uh, make a pretty good household. She's she's pretty good at that. So yeah, yeah uh, she she's, she's a keeper. You're a pretty lucky guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I am. I, I am. I, I I definitely married uh, above myself. But uh, but anyway. Well, thank you, Melanie and uh, Roger off to the side. Uh, we'll have to have Roger on some other time. But uh, thank you. And uh, just thank you for making that scripture story and that most important event more real and more accessible to me. Thank you. It's my privilege. <laughs> All right. And we'll encourage our, our listening audience to... Uh, to let others know about uh, the things that they've learned today. And uh, let's spread the word about the power of the scriptures. Have a wonderful day. You too.